Hey, Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Monday, July 19th, 2021. Stand up for your country. I guarantee you will like this program tonight. We've got a lot of very interesting information for you, information you will hear nowhere else. We'll begin with President Biden's schedule. You might hear this somewhere else, but probably not because he never does anything. And today he follows suit. Uh, 11.30 a.m., he gives remarks, which means somebody wrote something for him, and he just says it someplace on the remarkable progress made under his administration in job creation. That's nice. Um, meanwhile, the stock market was down 1,000 points at one uh, juncture uh, of the day. And then at 1.45, he meets the King of Jordan and a... I guess they're going to have a little lunch. Uh, I don't know, but they're going to have fun in the White House. Fun in the White House. Sounds like an Elvis movie, right? Fun in the White House. <laughs> all right. So we're talking to a, a lot of people of all uh, political persuasions about President Biden because he fascinates me. Um, and the reason he fascinates me is because I think he's Jimmy Carter. And I think the country's going to get hurt. So I want to stay ahead of it. Now, there's literally no one, no historian, no contemporary, um, honest analysis. I don't, I don't talk to the ideologues who thinks that Joe Biden, after seven months, has done a good job or will do a good job. It's across the board. He's there. He's going to sit there for another three and a half years, but don't expect anything from him other than destructive policies like the border, inflation, and on and on. So there's nobody, even the Democrats, they're not real jazzed about Joe Biden doing a good job as president. However, the Democrats and the progressives are thrilled that he is a progressive tool, T-O-O-L. He is used to advance progressive causes. And now, the Democratic Party has come up with a very well-defined strategy on how to do that. They, at this point, feel they're going to get their butt kicked in uh, November 2022, unless something, you know, dramatic happens. So Democrats are already prepared to lose the House and the Senate. But that doesn't matter if they can turn the population toward their progressive cause. So what the uh, strategy is, very simple, you've heard it before, divide and conquer. And that's why you're hearing all this race stuff. So they are dividing the country along skin color lines. And you can see it. You can see it. Um, and they want minority people, African-Americans, they want them to not hate outright violent hate, but to um, reject the white establishment, the Republican Party. That's what they want. The other division is class. And this is where Biden comes in, sending all the money out. So if you are well off, an affluent American, you have a good job, you don't need the check from Washington, the COVID check, whatever it may be that week. But the people who are below 70000 in earnings, they do. And Biden's going to keep that up as much as he can. He doesn't care if it destroys the currency, the U.S. dollar. He's going to send as much money as he can to as many people to assure the Democrats are competitive in the elections. As I said, 
they are writing this off. But, you know, if anything happens that they can exploit, like another George Floyd situation and that kind of thing, massive global warming play, because everything's global warming now. Any kind of weather intrusion is global warming. You know that. Forest fires, global warming. Um, Okay. So the strategy is very well defined. We're going to divide the country along skin color and income. Now, the really dastardly part of this is the effect on children. So you can imagine if you are an African-American child and you go into first grade and from first grade through high school, all you hear is that white people are oppressing you. White people were terrible to your ancestors. White people have made it impossible for you, the black child, to succeed as an adult. And that's why your parents may live in poverty. That's why, whatever it may be. So this is what you hear constantly. So what do you think is going to happen? And then if you go to college, then you in full tilt. White people are bad. That's what's happening. Is it not? Does anybody disagree with that? It's exactly what's happening. Now, the white students hear it, too. And when you're a little child, you get scared. You get scared. And you have questions for your parents and, you know, did we, are we really bad people? All of that. So there's a mass confusion in childhood and adolescence. And a lot of those kids are going to get bitter and angry and see themselves as victims their whole lives. That's what this progressive critical race theory, this uh, teachers' unions, this woke culture, this cancel culture, this Me Too, all of this is contributing to that. And it's building a baseline of hatred in a country whose motto is E Pluribus Unum, from many, one. That is the motto of the United States. I don't even think most people know that. It's Latin, but it's easy. From many, one. No more. So this is so insidious, so hateful, that any mature adult, particularly a president of the United States, should see it, should know it. And stop it. Stop it. No. Joe Biden is now promoting this. Give me one time when he's ever objected to critical race theory being taught, to any of the loons on college campuses, to cancel culture, to the big, um, big high-tech firms censoring. Give me one. So that's why he's a useful progressive tool. All right, so I wrote a column, Mi Casa, Su Casa, Espanol, for My House, Your House. And it just lays it out. I can't lay it out any more clearly than I laid out in this column about how Joe Biden single-handedly destroyed border security. I can't. And I mean, it's all government data. There it is. Has he said one word about it? No. Press reported it, not much. Although I did take some of my column 
from information provided from the Washington Post. I was surprised. But it's accurate information. So I hope you read the column. Now, there is pushback against what I just told you. There's pushback uh, on cable television, on Fox News, on Newsmax, uh, OAN. But the pushback is fairly disorganized. And um, many broadcasters know if you are critical of Joe Biden, you are going to get attacked. So you'll get attacked if you are um, supportive of Donald Trump. No doubt about that. And I'll prove that in a minute. Uh, or if you criticize Joe Biden, you'll get attacked. Many vehicles of attack. I mean, newspapers can do it. Late night can do it. Uh, cable, MSNBC, CNN can do it. There's a lot of ways you can get attacked. Okay, and there are no rules anymore. There's no standards, no boundaries. You, are, you know, are in public view, they're going to come at you. Look at Tucker Carlson. I mean, he's the best example. I was the best example when I was there because that was unrelenting every day of my life. But now Carlson, because he has views that go contrary to the progressives, they're after him. And they, and they sincerely want to destroy him in every way they can. Um, so that's what's happening. But the pushback now is coming in the courts. So a federal judge, Andrew Hannon, appointed by Bush the Younger, has ruled Barack Obama's DACA policy illegal. But the interesting part about this ruling from Judge Hannon is he's not knocking out the 600,000 DACA recipients who are on a pathway to citizenship. He's saying starting now it's illegal. That was a little tenuous. Now, the DACA thing is if you were a child uh, born overseas and your parents took you to the United States illegally with them, you had no say about it. You were a baby or a little kid. You were dragged to the USA. You are here now. You get to stay. I don't think that's a bad policy. I don't. I think that's a humane policy, and I think it can be adjudicated in a fair way. I don't think you give them instant citizenship, but you give them a chance because it's not their fault. They didn't violate immigration law. So that's just me. But Hannon said, no, it's illegal because the president did it. Obama did it. And you can't, as a president, make law. Congress has to make the law. So it's out. But he didn't say it's out from the beginning. So 600,000 still qualify. Interesting, right? Now, the initial lawsuit there was filed by the state of Texas and eight other states. They felt they had been harmed because of the expense of um, getting the DACA people on whatever track they're going to be on. I think that will be upheld. But the, the question about why isn't it from the beginning, I don't know. The Supreme Court may find that loophole. You know, Roberts will. No doubt he will. The uh, leader of the Supreme Court. Okay, get to COVID. Now, one of the reasons that you uh, are BillOReilly.com premium and concierge members, that you watch me on the first, listen to me on WBC, is because I tell you the truth. But not only that, I'm ahead. So I told you that the Tokyo Olympic Games should have been postponed because of COVID. And now the nightmare is starting to unfold and the games don't even start till later this week. So 61 athletes at the Tokyo Olympic Games are now COVID involved. (laughs) 
61. Okay, as of this morning, July 19th, 33 positive cases are from Japan, Japanese athletes and support, 28 from other countries arriving. There's a lot of people. And if you think that it's not going to spread, you know it well. So in response to this, Toyota, probably the most powerful corporation in Japan, they pulled out of Olympic advertising because the Japanese people are so crazy angry that these games are being held in the first place. They didn't want it. The, the only two people who wanted were NBC making billions and the Japanese government who spent billions and they didn't want to get they want to get some return for their for their investment. But Toyota says, ah, you know, we're not going to advertise. And he's not even going, the CEO of Toyota, to the opening ceremony. Akio Toyota, not with a T, with a Y, T-O-Y-O-D-A. <laughs> That's his name. Toyota, but not Toyota. <laughs> it's great. Anyway, uh, the COVID thing in Japan, very intense because they don't have the vax. Here, uh, the week July 5th to the 11th, all right, uh, U.S. cases of COVID are up 44% from the previous week because the people who did not get the vax, will not get the vax, are getting COVID. And they're spreading it to other people who are unvaxxed and children. That's why. So the five states with the least vaccinated residents are Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, Wyoming, that's four. I'm sorry, I misled you. I thought I had five. Um, and they have low vaccination rates, and that's where the vax, the COVID cases are. So just remember, I mean, I told you from the jump that you should get the vaccine. Unless you have a doctor who's saying, no, it would be bad for you. A personal physician overrides anybody. You should get it because it protects you and it protects the people you care about. Because remember, it's dormant for a few days. You can spread it and nobody knows. But 30, 35% of Americans say, I when I get it. We don't care. We're not getting it. And there's enough media that plays into that where those people are firm. Okay. So I expect COVID for the rest of the summer to rise, not crazy rise, but among the unvaccinated. So in L.A., of course, they overreact because the uh, progressives who run the city and county basically say we're using COVID for political purposes. Now in L.A., you have a mask mandate. You want to go inside any building, you got to wear a mask because of this new rise. Uh, but the sheriff of L.A. County, Alex Villanueva, says we're not going to enforce it because it goes against science and federal guidelines. So Villanueva says blank you to the city and county of L.A. authorities and, 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 you know, don't call us to enforce the mass mandate because we're not. Interesting, right? So the, the whole COVID thing is being used by the progressives and, and they, there's some brilliant thinkers there to impose their philosophy of life. They're using COVID to silence opposition, okay? I think we all know that because of Donald Trump. So if you say questionable things on the internet, on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, you can be shut down. 
out of there. Nobody will ever hear you again. And that's what Senator Amy Klobuchar wants if you dissent on COVID. Roll the tape. There's absolutely no reason they shouldn't be able to monitor this better and take this crap off of their platforms that are basically telling people, oh, hey, there's problems when we know science proves there isn't. And so I feel very strongly about this uh, because of the fact that you are literally seeing, as, as the Surgeon General said, over that people who are vaccinated, they are the ones that aren't dying. Okay. So I don't agree with her. Now, that may seem contradictory because I want you to get the vaccine. But I don't believe that COVID should be used to silence anyone. Okay, so if you don't want to get the vaccine, you should be able to post why. Now, if you say, I don't want to get it because I'm going to turn into a werewolf, well, you're a fool. And people will know you're a fool. If you cite a statistic that says 70% of those vaxxed are getting COVID, then I would censor you if I were uh, in Silicon Valley running those companies. So if you put a stat up that's false, that goes. But I wouldn't banish you, I'd just take the post off. So in a country with many points of view, the anti-vax people should be heard. Okay, I don't agree with them. And I think my argument is very powerful, but I don't want to ban them. Amy Klobuchar does. Because once you start down that ban road, you you could put it to global warming. If you don't believe in global warming, boom, you're a non-person. You can't be hurt. That's what they want. Because you can't impose socialism and progressive policies without totalitarianism. It has never been done in the history of this planet. There hasn't been one socialist government that has come about because of a free vote. Never happens. It's always silence the opposition. Always. Okay. Now, one of the partners in silencing the opposition, in canceling people, in terrorizing people who are non-progressives, in taking jobs away from people. Um, One of the most powerful groups that have aligned themselves with doing all of that, all of that destructive stuff, right? All of the PC stuff are the corporations. Not all of them, but a bunch of them. So let's bring in Rogan O'Handley. He's attorney and a conservative activist. He joins us from St. Petersburg, Florida. Mr. O'Hanley has a lot of experience in show business and with big corporations. So my question, because I'm a simple man counselor, as you know, is why would Disney, which I think is the worst, why would they buy into this progressive vision when it could very well hurt their business? Well, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that they want special favors from the people making the laws in D.C., right? So they're going to play along to get along. And I also think, especially with Disney and other Hollywood companies, there is a strong interest in appeasing their Chinese counterparts, right? So for two reasons. One, the first is that China has actually invested heavily in Hollywood. When I was there uh, from 2011 to 2017, you know, I was working on deals where uh, Chinese 
owned companies were, you know, bought legendary pictures, for example. Uh, that was a multi-billion dollar deal. They also co-finance films. But almost most importantly, for companies that aren't necessarily owned by China, um, you know, China has a massive movie market. They have a, a explosive middle class. They have movie theaters all over uh, the country now. And they have a strict censorship protocol for foreign movies coming in to reap those rewards. And I think it's gone from anywhere from 16 to 32 films a year are allowed in from outside the country. These companies want that access. So not only does the movie have to be, you know, uh, friendly to China, but they also have to have a PR campaign that aligns with what China wants, right? Okay, because if but they you could do head- both. You could do both. I could be the head of a movie company in L.A. or a television company like Disney. And Disney obviously is in movies, too. Um, and I could say and pander to the Chinese like the National Basketball Association is doing. They pander to the Chinese because they want their products to be sold in China. You could do that and not be woke and not be trying to cancel people with an opposing point of view. Couldn't you do both? You could be a moderate and a fair person here in the United States and say, no, we're not buying into this cancel stuff and still kiss the butts of the uh, bureaucrats in Beijing. Couldn't you do both? You could. I tend to think that there is actually a bigger plan for China to, you know, Uh, establish their power all over the world and to also establish dominance over the United States. How are they going to do it? They aren't necessarily going to beat us militarily. They aren't going to come knocking on the door. They're going to work from within surreptitiously. We're seeing professors being busted all over the country for receiving secret China payments. We're seeing China, uh, you know, uh, after Trump renegotiated the trade deal, they got very confrontational and then we had a lot of issues with COVID. You've seen them Uh, blockading investigations into Wuhan. So uh, I tend to think that a larger term Chinese plan, which they've openly admitted, is to not only uh, establish a foothold over the world as the dominant superpower, but especially over the United States. And how do you do that? Sure, they want to defeat this division within the country. Okay, but I think the Chinese issue is a separate issue. All right. The issue of Disney saying to its announcers in Orlando and in Anaheim, you are not allowed to say, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, anymore. That has nothing to do with China. That's basically bringing an oppression, number one, to traditional ways of speaking about people, and number two, to freedom of speech. So why would Bob Iger, a billionaire, and his board of directors, all of whom are fabulously wealthy, want to impose this insanity on people who go to their theme parks. I think there's a lot of corporate peer pressure, to be honest, as well. You know, we had decades of this critical race theory permeating our uh, public institutions, educational institutions, and our colleges, and now they're kind of reaping the rewards of that social investment, okay? And now you have a lot of uh, major corporations, such as Nike, Dick's Sporting Goods, uh, ESPN, um, uh, you know, the Oscars, the Emmys, all these organizations that are seeing a lot of pushback from middle America, but they're still plowing forward with what they believe is the, the, the future, the established ideology of social equity. 
which is just a fancy way of saying, you know, communist type principles. Um, and, and, you know, we saw, we see what happens when companies push back against this dominant national narrative, they get iced out. Look at, you know, Parler, for example, right? They decided to not go along with the Apple, Google restrictions, and then they got shut down by Amazon servers. These companies, and especially a lot of the billionaires running you know, things at the top. There's not too many of them when it comes down to it. You know, all media corporations are owned by like six companies. But they almost have so, a group think about them. They're, they're, it's almost yes. a group think um, where they all think the same. They're all on board with the progressive left. Same thing in Hollywood. Same thing in uh, New York City in the network divisions that run a television industry. They all think the same. Is it because they want to get invited to parties? I mean, this is, this doesn't seem to be any diversity of thought at all. Last word. Well, I think I think a lot of it has to do with that. If they want to keep rising in the ranks of their companies, if they want, uh, you know, their companies to be able to do further business deals with these other companies, I think there is this kind of consolidated effort where they say, if we all stick together and we all do this, they can't boycott us all. Okay, all but right. I do believe that this creates a multi-billion-dollar opportunity for parallel institutions that are friendly and tolerant to conservatives to thrive in this new uh, environment. I think so too. But first, it's going to be Congress getting involved in the censorship issue. I, I, that's got to happen. Counselor, thanks very much for taking the time. We really appreciate it. Uh, let's go to the trust factor. Here's a new poll uh, just out by Gallup, and it says you have confidence in the following institutions. Throw them on up. And I'll give you uh, 2019 and then uh, this year. So public school system, um, confidence, 29%. Now it's gone up three points to 32. Medical system, you see the number 36. Now up to 44. That's COVID. That's the VAX. That's why that jumped. Small business, 6870. That's got a lot of confidence of people. Church or organized religion, boy, only 36, 37%. Um, have confidence in the churches. That has really hurt our culture, and it's the church's fault, largely. Not just the Catholic Church, but all of them. They're not responsive to the people's needs. Uh, banks, uh, no, nobody likes banks. Uh, U.S. Supreme Court, few like them. Criminal justice system, 20% have confidence in the criminal justice system. There is a lot of corruption there, no doubt about it. Military, still high numbers. Tech companies, only 29%, 29%, and that's a censorship deal right there. Newspapers are shot, 21%, that's it. Have uh, confidence in them. How about this number? Television news, 16%. <laughs> Who are you people of confidence in television news? I want to know. Who are you? All right. Uh, presidency, 38 That number stayed the same. Trump to Biden. Isn't that interesting? Low number, but stay the same. Big business has fallen. Congress is nowhere. And the police falling a little off the George Floyd stuff. There is the trust poll from Gallup. Okay, now, why don't people trust the media? Let me tell you an interesting story. So there was a hit piece by Politico. Politico is a left-wing website. We knew this was going to happen uh, once we announced the Trump-O'Reilly history tour. We knew Someone was going to come try to hurt the tour. It wasn't a hard analysis. So political was the one. And um, I have a tendency to ignore this stuff. 
But President Trump asked me to talk to the Politico reporter, which I did out of respect for the president. So the guy gets on the line. He sounds like a middle schooler. Had his article already written, <laughs> already written, that the Trump O'Reilly history tour is not selling tickets very well. That was his article, and he had it written. And then he had a lot of smear stuff against me in the piece. So I told him basically uh, blank himself, uh, and I said to him, you know, you write any defamatory thing, we'll see you in court, because that's what I'm doing now. You defame me, you hurt me, you hurt anybody around me, we'll see you in court. And I've won five in a row. So anyway, um, the political article goes out. Nah, not a lot of pickup. It was just a BS article. I mean, it, it was just crap. And I gave the guy the stats. He never found a way into the article. So in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, um, for the show in December, all the VPs are gone. All the VP tickets are sold out. And those tickets are really expensive. All right. In Houston, all the VPs sold out. In Dallas, all the VPs sold out. And in Orlando, 25 VPs left. That's it. So those are the most, those are the most expensive tickets and the ones that are in the greatest demand. There are seats to all shows because we didn't do any marketing yet. We haven't spent a nickel on marketing. Not a nickel. Why? Because you don't market six months out. Shows are in December. You announce. And this is what I told uh, President Trump. I said, on the announcement, just the announcement, we have $7 million in the bank. And ticket sales. Nobody does that. And I told the guy that for political. He, you know what he said to me? It's a quote. Bad Bunny sold out in two days. <laughs> Bad Bunny. I said, how much were those tickets for Bad Bunny? <laughs> it was like, again, talking to a ninth grader, some school newspaper. Anyway, the thing goes out, gets picked up, unfortunately, totally Anybody reading it would know it's ridiculous, but The Hill picked it up. Now, The Hill offered me a job when I left Fox, big money. I turned it down because I wasn't ready to sign on with anybody then. But The Hill has collapsed, and it is now no standards at all. They picked this up. They know what Politico is. They know who everybody knows. So i just give you a little example of that. And we had a really good weekend for the uh, Trump O'Reilly history tour. Maybe that even helped us. All right, Notre Dame says it's going to put a Chick-fil-A on campus. We reported this July 13th last week. It was a battle on a campus in South Bend. Uh, the woke people didn't like Chick-fil-A because the CEO of Chick-fil-A is a Christian guy. And so we can't have it, even though it's a Catholic college. Well, Notre Dame issued a statement. The statement said Notre Dame has examined the concerns surrounding Chick-fil-A, charitable giving, discussed them, and uh, we're going to put the... Uh, we're going to put the restaurant in and open early next year. Good for you. Fighting Irish. Pope Francis, he's Catholic. He says, turn off the machines. All right. So he gives his first uh, speech um, since returning from uh, an operation. He goes, Jesus did not neglect the needs of the crowd, but each day before anything else, he would withdraw in prayer and silence and intimacy with the Father. His tender invitation, rest a while, should accompany us. Great advice from the Pope. Got to put the machine down. Got to put it down. Do a little thinking. Stay in history. July 19, 1946, Marilyn Monroe did her first screen test. Now, why is this important? Because this woman is an amazing phenomenon. Amazing. In 2019, her estate earned $13 million. And she has been dead since 1962. 
and her estate's still making 19 million. It's like Elvis. All right. She only did 23 movies. And here's something you I'm sure you don't know. Her autograph is the most sought after of any actress in history. Marilyn Monroe's autograph. All right. Is the most expensive autograph. Now, I'll give you some uh, others just to give you a frame of reference. Bruce Lee. Very, very coveted. Judy Garland. Big money for her. James Dean, Greta Garbo, Audrey Hepburn, Gene Harlow, John Wayne, Humphrey Bogart, Vivian Lee. No George Clooney. Um, the old time vintage movie stars. But Marilyn is at the top of the chart in history. Ben Franklin, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson, in that order. They are the most sought after autographs. Okay, I'm going to do a kick butt mail segment and a final thought after these announcements. Born from the tragedy of 9-11, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation has been delivering on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of America's greatest heroes. Heroes who put their lives on the line to protect our country and our communities. Heroes like Bristol, Connecticut Police Sergeant Dustin DeMonte. After responding to a domestic violence incident, he sustained fatal gunshot wounds. He left behind his expectant wife and two children. Thanks to the generosity of people like you, Tunnel to Towers paid the mortgage on the DeMonte family home, lifting a financial burden. As his loved ones mourned the decorated officer's loss, they welcomed a miracle, the child he would never get to meet. So many families need your help. Please help America's heroes and their young families. Join Tunnel to Towers on its mission to do good in their honor. 95 cents out of every dollar you donate goes to their programs. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Okay, let's uh, do the word of the day before we get anywhere. By the way, Killing the Mob continues to be a phenomenon, and I hope you will read it this summer. Fun, and you'll learn a lot. I mean, what more can you ask for? You're learning, and you're having fun at the same time. Killing the Mob. About 6,000 reviews on Amazon by the folks. You should read some of them. They're pretty good. Okay. Let's, uh, don't be a varlet. V-A-R-L-E-T. Varlet. V as in Victor. Now, Lisa Rosati, Montreal, Canada. I think that Joe Biden, through the actions of his administration, has clearly revealed the true agenda of the far left. If this mobilizes Americans to become more involved, that's a good thing. I don't know. It's all about the economy. The Americans start to suffer, then the progressive left will take it. Matt Hall, Tokyo, Japan. So we, are, we have a nice worldwide audience here, as you probably know. Bill, do you expect to see any antics from American athletes during the Olympics? I do. I do expect that, unfortunately. Uh, Jacob Wright, Indonesia. I love catching up on the No Spin News after work. I would say one thing Joe Biden has done well is the vaccine rollout. I have given him credit for that. He's rolled it out. You know, Trump got it done and Biden rolled it out. Nelson Arcid-Orensiba, Newark, New Jersey. Bill, is the Biden administration going to do anything to help my fellow Cubans? I don't think so. A couple of, you know. Meaningless speeches, but I don't think they'll do anything. 
Aris, a MAGA fan, Bethesda, Maryland. Bill, my wife and I have three sons, seven, five, and one. The way the country is going has me legitimately concerned. What can I do? You're doing it. Watching this program. Okay, I hope you're spreading a word about it. I hope you're discussing things that you feel important with other people, and you might want to get involved with local politics. That's what you do. Richard Emke, Syracuse, New York. I heard today uh, you and Glenn Beck saying there's more propaganda than information in the media. Other than watching No Spin News, what can I do about that? Nothing. Just don't watch the propagandists or read the newspapers that have that. You know, cut them off. Uh, message board, David Concierge. Remember, Bill, not to sound pandering, but I've learned much that has improved my understanding of our country and the English language with all your books and the word of the day. Well, that's why we're here. Sandy, thank you, Bill. It was a fantastic broadcast on Thursday. I learned a lot as always. I have ammunition now to respond to the crazy leftists. Don't respond to anybody who's crazy. Somebody's a sincere liberal and they're misguided, respond. But crazy? Don't waste your time. Robert, Indianapolis, I took your advice and signed up for a two-week trial of the Daily Chatter. Service seems to provide a good, nonpartisan, unbiased view of world news. It does. So we like the Daily Chatter. And again, I feel bad. I can't do a lot of foreign news. That's why I'm promoting this website, because they do the foreign news. And if you're interested in it, you'll get a lot out of it. Randy Unsby, Gresham, Oregon, uh, will your tour with President Trump be streamed live? No. Nope. Just, I'll have the clips, I'll use them once in a while, no one else. That's why you got to go to the shows. <laughs> two in Florida in December and two in Texas. Arlene Yost, San Luis Obispo, California. Really enjoy the interview with Donald Trump. I always encourage my friend to sign up for the No Spin News. One heck of a deal. It is. And you got to spread the word. We need you guys to spread the word about BillOReilly.com. All right, final thought coming up in a moment, and uh, I think you'll enjoy hearing this. I did. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. So we have a uh, fairly sophisticated machine here at BillOReilly.com. It's a news organization first, and I break it down into areas where there are producers, editorial people, there are technical people, there are business people. And in four years, it has just exploded. Um, and it's a good thing. 
because we do good things and we are in business to help you. I'm looking out for you. That's true. So on Friday, I got a report, a business report that says we have three tiers of membership. You can go to concierge. You can go to premium. And those are yearly. Okay. And the third is a monthly membership to BillOReilly.com. For the first time ever in four years, we had 100% retention for monthly renewals. That's almost impossible. You know, you figure some people fled to Argentina or something. Well, you can get us in Argentina. But 100% of those who bought for a month to check us out renewed. We have about 85, 88 on yearlies, but never seen a 100% number. Now, the reason that that's happening is because I'm ahead. All right, I'm seeing what's going to happen six months from now. That protects you to some extent. All right, because I'm going to tell you, particularly in the economy, this is what's likely to happen. I'm not 100% right in that, but my record is pretty darn good. I mean, just like the COVID thing, I said, no, this is going to be very tough. And they went ahead because of money, but there are going to be a lot of people getting sick over there. And the games themselves will be diminished. Remember, no spectators can't go. So what would I try to do now is not only react to what happens, big story, we're going to tell you about it, um, but look out and build out. Somebody else does that. Nobody. And I'm not a seer. I'm basically doing it on facts. All right. You, you basically you, you build it. And then you see if you start to construct a house, you know, the house is going to be finished by you know, a certain point. If you are a president and you're behaving the way Joe Biden behaves, you know certain things are going to happen. And right now, none of them are good. None of them. So now I have to kind of pinpoint how it's going to directly affect you. You know, I woke up today and uh, I, I knew the market was going to be off. I didn't know it was going to be off a thousand. And that's because of COVID, by the way. That's not Biden. Biden didn't have anything to do with today's market gyrations. COVID's rising, companies are getting scared again. But if you see the rise, it's only in the unvaxxed population. I guess it could bleed over. I hope it doesn't. My God, that would be horrible. But I think those of, uh, Americans who are vaccinated are going to, you know, what is it, 90% protection? You have a 10 that aren't, but 90% pretty darn good. And, and that's my lead question of Donald Trump on these shows. If you choose to attend, how'd you do that? Because nobody knows. Nobody has been reported. You know, I'm going to walk them through it. Anyway, we are very pleased you watched and listened to us tonight. We will see you again tomorrow.